You're nothing. Any power you have, someone gave you. Who? Who brought you back? Who opens the door? Tell me, or I'll smash you. The Immortal Hulk, Volume 1. Writer, Al Ewing. Penciler, Joe Bennett. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast Gamma Bomb is the one, the only. Travis Smash! Travis Rat's here. I like Travis Smash. That's good. Travis That's Smash. Good. Yeah, no, I like it. Because it's, it's close enough to Rats, because Rats is one syllable, Smash is one syllable. It's good. Ah, it's also, good. we're not talking about Smash the way the kids use it. No, no, we're talking about Hulk Smash on this fine episode of the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I delve deep. And a comic book. So on this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are diving into The Immortal Hulk, uh, volume one, uh, right, written by Al Ewing, pencils by Joe Bennett, inking by Ro- Rui Jose, colors by Paul Mounts, letters by V.C. Corey Pettit, and Travis Lanham. Lots of stuff. Oh, there's letters by someone different on every single one. I've read yeah, those ones. It's, this is a hodgepodge of art and and, and layouts and, and I gotta say, Paul Horsheimer, he was an artist and a colorist and a letterer. Margaret Savage was a artist and a colorist, and Gary Brown, artist and colorist, all on that all on that fun issue three. So, yeah. uh, this is a more newer take on. This is uh 2018, so we've been in a couple years of immortal hulk this sort of take on the hulk as being this immortal being uh him and in bruce banner kind of being separate from one another uh but the same travis i gotta know this is the first hulk book we've read um we didn't go we had talked about maybe doing uh planet hulk yeah i'd read planet hulk uh last summer um and, and we didn't do it for Marvelous Summer, and we probably should have, but we didn't, because I think it was like 400 pages, something stupid. Yeah, right? it, was, it, was, it was a big one. Um, yeah. But it is also like, it's it's a very specific Hulk that I don't know. I liked it uh, quite a bit, but I don't think if we haven't, it's not a great place to start with Hulk, because it's, it's, it's a Hulk that's different. A Hulk to himself. A Hulk unto himself. So, Travis, <laughs> what has kept us... From sinking our teeth into a into a to a little chewy viscous Hulk story, what's yeah, kept us? That's a good question. You know, I, I think about the Hulk. The Hulk is always this kind of ever present, ever present figure in Marvel, right? Yeah. So I feel that I can. I know the Hulk's origin. I know who the Hulk is. I know some stories he's involved in. But then when I really take stock of my my Hulk viewings my hulk readings it's rather limited right my hulk readings are super limited now i've seen the movies i saw the one with uh didn't jesus play him no it was the other guy who looks like jesus no was it jesus you know who i'm talking about mel gibson jesus didn't he play him oh um 
uh, I was about to say Banner. It <laughs> is Bane. almost Banner. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Bruce. I, anyways, yeah. I've seen that with the Ang, the Ang Lee one. Yeah. I saw the Edward Norton one. Mwah, I love Edward Norton. And I'm going to tell you what. I don't care what people say. That is a fun that is a fun Marvel movie. Have Underrated, you revisited that at all? Yeah, I watched it. We, during the beginning of quarantine, I think we rewatched all of the Marvel movies. Eric, Eric Banna. Eric Banna. There we yeah, go. Eric yeah, Banna yeah. plays Bruce Banner. Uh, who is not Jesus? Jesus was Kvitzel. Kev- uh, Eric Banna too, not the best Bruce Banner. No, no, but I liked Edward Norton. I really dug that one, and I don't care what anybody says. I thought it was kind of fun. Plus, Liv Tyler, right? Travis, oh, don't, I forgot she was even in that. Don't right? Can we talk about? Uh, can we just be '90s teenagers for a second and just just talk for a moment mm-hmm. about how Liv Tyler changed us? I was about man. to do the wrong song. I was about to do, and I don't want the world to see me. But it's, I don't want to miss a thing. Dang. I can stay yeah, yeah. awake just to watch yes, Liv Tyler. Tyler. She got yeah, pouty yeah. lips and looks like she's about to cry. And and she's an elf. She's She speaks elvish. Yeah. You know, Anyways. my uh, best role, yeah. uh, Empire Records. Yes, yes. Shame on me and that- for giving you a thousand kisses with my eyes closed so tight. <laughs> It's a perfect uh, Empire Records is a perfect movie. Yeah, it's a perfect. It's yeah. one of my favorites. So you love war. Um, Why don't you join the band? <laughs> Sorry, it's great. She shaves the one girl shaves her head. It's perfect. To like um, a nineties all song. We might have to do like a special edition Empire Records. That's what we might have to do yeah, at some point. It's a good one. So we've not. We haven't. I would tell you. I don't think I've ever read a Hulk comic book before. A Hulk-centric book. I Wait, think you're telling me in your huge collection of floppies, you don't have one floppy Hulk? I don't have a floppy Hulk. Not I, trades, but like in your childhood, you know, long boxes. No, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't remember Hulk being very, like, big in the in the, in the the early 90s when I was reading comics. But when you're... I remember I have some, I have some floppy... I pick up loose Hulks, um, and <laughs> I remember that. I, feel I a bet few you the loose Hulks... Hulks Loose hulks are probably heaping in large, right? When he goes in your backyard. Oh, it is. It is my right? favorite uh, uh, Pornhub search. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the thing about when you're when you're a kid and back in the spinner rack days, uh, yeah. where the the floppies would be out there, is uh, Hulk covers were just magnetic because right. it's, I just it's don't, super I just cool. I just don't remember reading any. Like I remember X Force, I remember like reading X Men, Spider Man, Punisher, like Wolverine, all of that. I just don't really remember a whole lot of Hulk. I'm sure there were. I'm sure Hulk. I'm sure Hulk slipped in a couple times. Well, right? I think one maybe I'm one, sure he found his way into my stack. Hulk but, doesn't slip. Hulk smash. <laughs> uh, but, but I think that you know one of the reasons could be you know especially back in the day when we were reading Hulk always seems to embody the most comic booky of one of the most comic booky of the superhero comics. You got like Superman, I mean very comic booky comic book character. But if you if someone catches you reading a Daredevil, you're like, oh that what is this? So you know like what's going on here? Like, ah it's this blind superhero and he's a lawyer and he works in like the unseedy underbelly. But you're reading a Hulk book, it's like reading a like a it's like a cartoon. Yeah, I think yeah maybe maybe that's it. 
Um, I probably have like a Hulk and a, I probably have like one of those, I probably have a Marvel's, I think I have a Hulk and Thing Marvel graphic mm-hmm. novel. I think I have one of those sitting somewhere. Uh, but I don't know what's kept me from reading it. I, I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk about Probably because you feel well, like you know what the story is going to be. I think you're right. Like, cause I, you know, we grew up in reruns of the Hulk 70s show, right? It wouldn't have been on. We didn't, we weren't young. We weren't born. I have vague memories of maybe snippets of it that I watched. Like the same right. way I have vague memories of the show Taxi. Right. Exactly. Like I remember it, but I don't really know it uh, except Lou Ferrigno. Right. But um, I think for, I think for me, I'm not sure what kept me from it. And we've been doing this show for a very long time. And it's just surprising that even in the Avengers book we read, nary a Hulk. Nary a Hulk, nary a Hulk. I, I, yeah, I, I think that, I think now that we talked, we said it out loud, uh, it is, I can't believe Hulk's been running as a comic book for as long as it has. Because it feels like, well, how many times are we going to rehash this? You know, Bruce Banner is, well, Bruce Banner in some ways is kind of an annoying character to read. I think what you do and what this book tries to do, and we'll get into it, is you have to, every time you want to redo Hulk, you have to redo the relationship between Banner and Hulk mm-hmm. yep, there and is. how they interact with each other. That's how you, that's your take on the story, right? So this is the take on the story that Bruce Banner like dies and then the Hulk takes over, right? Like there's this weird sort of thing going on that I can't nail down. I, mm-hmm. the, the last, the last chapter, the last single issue in this I'm confused because I don't I didn't read any of those Hulk books, so I can't go like, oh, yeah, I remember that story and I remember that story. Like, I don't know any of it, Um, but I thought the beginning in the middle was was really interesting. I really like that one. Um, It it came out strong on the gate. So we're going to put the Hulk large conversation on pause for a moment, and I'm going to try to kind of give a breakdown of kind of what happens in the first volume of Immortal Hulk. So we come across uh, Bruce Banner, who has somehow been resurrected from the dead, which happened off screen, uh, where Hawkeye shoots him with like a gamma infused uh, arrow, Arrow, just just kills him, right? Uh, and he's he's brought back to life um, and by of, aliens. Yeah, but one of the running one of the running themes uh, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the running themes. Yeah, it is kind of like he was kind of almost like a dreamscape alien slash magical shaman esque. Yeah. Um, but he's brought back, and hence Immortal Hulk. One of the running tropes throughout this is that you thought that in previous incarnations of the Hulk, if you killed Banner, then the Hulk was dead. But we find out that the Hulk is immortal. You basically can't kill this guy. You know, right. And he brings Bruce back to life because you can't kill the Hulk. And there's a, there's one scene where he has a giant hole blown in him, mm-hmm. which is probably the sweetest freaking cover in the whole set of them. Um, and then just he heals himself or right? a very sort of any, any Deadpool-y ca- thing. And basically know? any character who has been subjected to this kind of ga- hardcore gamma radiation <laughs> becomes immortal like that embodied ghost or even a, right. a red dog, a.k.a. the absorbing man. The end can't be killed, even though he's a spine in split in right. half. So the uh, exposure to gamma radiation kind of creates this kind of immortality. Uh, and so we find Bruce Banner um, uh, in a really great setup that we'll talk about when we're done with the summary uh, is the Hulk iteration in this is kind of what's known as the devil Hulk. 
as the the book goes on. And he yeah. he comes out, he's more willing to share time uh, away from the spotlight. And he comes out at night if Banner has been hurt during the day, then the Hulk comes out. It's, it's, it's Hulk time. Nighttime is the Hulk time. Is the right time and the Hulk time. Is the Hulk time. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's, Ban- there's like Ban- a reporter chasing the story of yeah. like Hulk sightings because everybody thinks he's dead, but now people are seeing him. Right. And we have this uh, this kind of shadow organization. Uh, I think they call it the shadow base uh, is is, of course, as seems to be from my vague knowledge of Hulk, always kind of in the background. Someone's some government agency is always trying to hunt down the Hulk in order to use weaponize the Hulk. Right. And it's right. no different in 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 this. We had this shadow organization trying to hunt down the Hulk as Bruce Banner tries to survive uh, his days by stealing clothes and hopping from place to place. Um, and this Hulk is really like a he's going to kill the ba- he's like Punisher. Right. Yes. Like he's going after bad people in the towns. He's in. this this Hulk has a couple of interesting qualities. One, he is smart. I wouldn't say smart. He's he's more intuitive than Bruce Banner. Um, he can kind of sense when people are lying. Um, he says he can smell it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we have that he's more powerful, uh, as Thor mentions later than Hulk has ever been. Um, and so, but I think that we've had, we've seen small, smart Hulk before. Um, but this one seems to be, uh, he's strategic, but more so intuitive. Uh, and, can kind of feel and smell the worst in people. And he kind of uses uses that to judge and dole out the proper punishment for the crime or action the person has committed. And along the way, we we run into um, some weird beat characters for a Hulk story. Sasquatch. Right. Is a major uh, a player in this, uh, along with uh, some of the other members of Alpha Flight, which become Gamma Flight as they change their mission to specifically locate the Hulk. We have Captain Marvel. We have a brief appearance from the main squad of the Avengers. Um, yeah, that kind of, and then a couple of other smaller appearances here and there. Uh, the Absorbing Man comes in uh, in the third act of this volume to replace Sasquatch as like the big fight. Hey, bud, I think you read more than you were supposed to. <laughs> I think you uh, read like three issues more than I did. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe, because this seemed like a lot. As I was reading through it, it did seem like a lot. Um, what ha- did the absorbing man come into your? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. This one ends All right. with. <laughs> I will the, readjust my my. This ends with here. the green door and him like punching the thing in the face. The thing? Uh, yeah, there's like a really, it's like a flashback to the thing killing him or him fighting the thing. It literally, mine is 132 pages. Mine is 238 pages. Yeah, you read volumes one and two. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Travis is telling you all about something I didn't read. Uh, so I don't remember the thing getting punched. I want to have read the same book. Uh, what happens at the beginning of your book? <laughs> No, you were right. The last scene is like the whole like uh, Dr. Voodoo bringing him back to life. That's where this one ends. Okay. Okay. So this ends with Dr. Voodoo bringing him back to life. It's only five ends in hell. Yeah. Like I can see hell with the big red demon, but 
it you know the scene where you talked about him getting shot by uh hawkeye yeah hawkeye, i know that's I, yeah, the last the same thing that's okay. the last part of it. all right yeah, we'll, we'll, last... we'll, we'll keep it um yeah. in the official volume one then um <laughs> i was like what are you ta- <laughs> why gamma flight right I was like, absorb. Did I miss absorbing, man? <laughs> yeah, there was a great. There's some really gruesome absorbing, man. All right, uh, which okay. This kind of focuses on setting it up. So that's basically the summary yeah. of maybe volumes one and volumes two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you committed. You read volumes one and two. Um, that so- creative writing major is already paying off. He just rewrote it volume is. two. <laughs> a man did it all. So here's the thing. The, the very first arc of this ends up being um, this. I thought the best part of the part that I read was um, the story with the dad, that two or three issues where it's really about um, the, the, the walking ghosts. Right. Right. I thought that was a really, I really enjoyed that part of it. The first story with the biker gang um was was interesting i thought that was a good intro for the hulk yeah yeah Yeah. um and then i think the the story with the dad and the son and then the second part of it being like um telling like i thought that was really interesting and then i really liked issue three (coughs) which ended up being sort of like this she's interviewing the various people who with from the Hulk sighting. Yeah. And I thought that one, I thought that was a really, interesting. I, I could, I, as I read that, I was like, this is going to be Josh's favorite. The first one, I really liked the attitude of the Hulk and kind of this one small set piece that sets us up. Yeah. But I can, I knew that Josh, I didn't think you were going to like the art in that. Um, but uh, yeah. So coming out of the gate, let's take those, those three parts. That first part, it's basically, uh, and then it ends with the Sasquatch story, and and we can yeah. talk the Sasquatch story too. Yeah, absolutely. So it's weird. The only thing that I will say is interesting is that it is very, it's monster of the week in comic book form, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, there's no. I mean, there's a through line of the reporter and them trying to track down the Hulk, but it's surprising that in the first you know five or six issues, there isn't a. Uh, there isn't a real big enemy or a big through line in it like in ever most other volumes that we've we've been reading, right? It, that, it, that it really me. seems to focus this first volume, uh, when you look at its parts, it really seems to focus on restructuring how gamma works in the Marvel Marvel universe, giving gamma right. new powers, whether it comes to as a a gateway. Uh, for this green door thing that's being yeah, that, I, that was that's the part I was like, what is that? And maybe you know a little more because you read volume two as well. But that was the part where I was like, I don't understand this. Right. I that's think, where it ended for me. And I was like, I don't get it. That felt the most comic booky, where it's like, we need we need something to we need some kind of power that allows Hulk to get to hell or this ultimate place. And let's connect it to Gamma. So now it almost like Gamma takes on a magical or a cult type quality. Mm-hmm in this yeah Yeah. they talk about it being magical right as opposed to like because sasquatch's whole story is like well i'm up in the north and it's very thin up there and the gamma opened a door that allowed me to be possessed which is something that marvel does a lot even in the scarlet witch we're seeing it is this 
uh, back and forth between what's driving it, science or magic. And sometimes right. science, like we see, like Thor says it in the, the Thor movie, the first Thor movie. He's like, what you call science, we call magic. And what we call magic, you could call science, right? That right. that back and forth uh, to that. And, and for the last 10 or 15 years, Marvel really seems to be taking that ball and running with it. The idea that right. science and magic are not different. But in and like- I- the 70s, when these characters came out, it was all about science creates them. Radioactive spider, right. gamma rays. In the 70s, all very like, it's the space race. It's cold the war. nuclear age. Yeah. All this Cold War stuff creates all of this. And then we just go, when I think now you go like, well, that's silly science. It seems too silly because we know better. So you have to like make it a little magical. It's almost like juicing it up. Like, okay, well, we all, we kind of know, especially when you can Google scientific stuff now, like, can Gamma do this? <laughs> you know, you have to be like, well, yeah, Gamma can't do that, but this is Marvel Gamma, and Marvel Gamma is kind of a magic Gamma. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really... That's my, favorite, right. I that's my favorite Ramon song, too, by the way. Gamma, Gamma, wee, Gamma, wee, Gamma, one of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the setup of this new, of this relationship between the Hulk. Right. And again, you, I haven't read a whole lot of Hulk in my life, so I don't know my, as a, as a comic book reader, I don't have a lot of Hulk knowledge, but for me, my Hulk is movie Hulk, right? Like when, when Hulk takes over, Bruce isn't there except in that last Marvel and let's say the last Avengers movie. But like, that's for me, the piece where like, Hulk is the monster. Hulk doesn't mm-hmm. talk. Hulk smash. And so it was really, I really enjoyed sort of this kind of working of the Hulk, you know? you, you Yeah, you're, you're right on that. And we picked up a couple of Hulk books and I've been dipping our toes into it. And I was like, I'm going to try Immortal Hulk. If it looks like there's something here, then let's read it for it. And I read like the first issue. I'm like, hey, let's read this before I finished it. And here's why. I think you're right. They, they do put a new twist on the Hulk that's interesting. But as someone who also hasn't read a lot of Hulk, it feels like what you would expect from Hulk still. So it feels like right. you're still getting that call back to uh, a, a novice's general idea of Hulk. Right, right. You know, like, right. oh, if someone who's never been to China, but they have a general idea of what China's like, right? Um, and then it's just a little bit of a twist on that. So I thought they did a good job of of being like, hey, it's all, the, you know, here's Hulk. Hulk does still does smash. Hulk is still kind of, he, he, he can turn on a dime. Um, uh, Bruce Banner is still kind of emo, uh, but there's some new things we're bringing in, some magical elements. We're changing up the gamma. Hulk right. uh, has a, a little bit of a different attitude. The relationship between him and Banner is different. And you talked about that relationship being a key to Hulk. How would you describe the relationship between Banner and Hulk in this uh, volume? It feels like they're working together. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Banner does the sort of like detective work and then the Hulk does the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It feels very much like hey, look, I'm the guy who finds out the information. The Hulk's the guy. He's the he's the he does the, the blood work. Right. He's the guy who does the the wet work, if you will. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's what it feels like, because um, it feels very much like he's trying to. And that's what he says. Like, I'm trying to clean up the gamma stuff, right? Like he's going around to all these different places where he feels gamma radiation and he's trying to like fix his mess. Yeah. Um, and we, he, like the first one, he just sort of, you know, happens on, you know, what happens to that little girl. And so that's not part of it, but then 
he's hunting down, you know, the, the walking ghost episode or issue. I really dug that one a lot. I really What'd you like, like what you like about it. I really like the sort of like tragic story of the dad trying to save his son, but turning his son into a monster or like killing his son, but turning himself into a monster. And like, it's not this, the dad isn't out killing people, right? There's not some monster out making people sick or killing people. He's kind of trying to do what Bruce has tried to do in the past, seclude himself. Right. And then what's happened is everybody who goes to mourn the death of the star quarterback dies because he's so pumped full of radiation that there's enough for you to kill them. And I really like that idea of like, just so you understand how, how special the sort of like Bruce banner Hulk relationship is with gamma radiation. Like you're a walking ghost, that very sort of like Chernobyl thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It even talks a little bit about that concept, this idea of like, you were so close to the radiation. You don't know you're dying until you're dead. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I, I really sort of also being in a magical sense, being a curse to everyone else. Like your presence is a threat to everyone else, which the Hulk has been through his entire incar incarnation is when the, and that's what the reporter kind of elevates with her storyline is like the presence of the Hulk is a threat. Yeah. I also thought that although there's not like some giant fight, I thought that that was a really rad villain, right? Because like I said, this feels very this feels very monster of the week, right? He the very first one we don't really see a monster, but it, it's I guess it's almost X Filesy, mm-hmm. if you know, like because this one is I thought he was a really rad design for yeah. like the monster, right? Mm-hmm. I thought like as a villain, it would have been cool to maybe see, and I don't know, probably if they would have fought, I think it would have change the dynamic of that story. But I thought that was a really cool bad guy. Yeah. It's almost like the Hulk in this one, especially with the, the walking dead guy, uh, gamma guy, because Hulk can absorb gamma in this just from other people is that the Hulk has kind of become the figurehead for like, all right, I'm the king of gamma. And if you have gamma, you are subject to my rule and I get to enforce. You have to go over here. You have to die. You have to do this. So he's kind of taking himself as like the empresario of gamma, where it's like he's taking upon himself to correct anything in the world that is gamma related that might be out of control or needs to be contained. And right. You, and I, you, you I, talked about the relationship between Banner and and uh, Bruce. And I, what I like about it as well is in the past, Hulk seems to be disdainful of Banner. And there's still some disdain there. But he yeah. protects Banner. He's like, you hurt him. You hurt Banner. I hurt you. Right. There's a kind of a big brother aspect to Hulk. Right. Right. Um, I, I think like this was, like I said, this felt like a really... So it's five issues, volume one. It it feels very, like I said, I don't know how to put it any other way than saying Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. X-Files-y, each, each issue being a part of the story, right? Each issue being like, here's this thing. Here's Detective Bruce Banner trying to fix this piece of it and going after these Gamma characters, right? Mm-hmm. And so you get the human ray gun being that second one. And I really like, so to sort of introduce or give you some time as like with the, the reporter being part of the story and Arizona news reporter being part of this story. Right. Um, and everybody's story having a different artist and a different sort of like 
art style to it, right? So you've got the classic comic book style, and then we've got the very sort of indie comic book. Uh, oh man, what's the artist who draws like that? Why can't I remember? Oh, uh, you mean the one that with the the, the mustache guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I got. Crumb? I, oh, it's like Daniel Crumb? Daniel Clouds oh, or Clothes. Oh. Um, so he did the Death Ray and a couple other books, but that's what it reminded me of. And then. You've got this sort of very cartoony anime, like like super cute looking. Uh, it reminds and, me of uh, She Hulk uh, artist that we like, yeah, the fashion yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin Kevin Wada Wada. Yeah, Kevin Wada. Yeah. Um, and then there's an almost uh, Sinkevich one, right? Or maybe it's supposed to be. Uh, it definitely feels like Marvel Knights. Well, no, it's right. a little bit more. It's a little. Or maybe it's it's almost it's almost Frank Millery, yeah. right? The the heavy lines, right? It's hard to tell exactly what it is, but um, it is very kind of Marvel Knightsy, I think. But I thought that that was a fun, even a little bit Sean Murphy in the Angulars and the yeah, class yeah. I thought it was a really fun issue, but I it that's I think the weird thing about this volume is that it it feels very jumpy. Yes. Yeah, I've, if I if I had one if I had one complaint about this, it felt very much like I could have been reading five very different issues of the whole. They're they're trying to squeeze a lot of like here are all these little pieces that make sense, and I, I'm looking back as a, and looking at it from a story aspect. Like, do you need all this all these extra things to get from point A to point B? And they don't seem to be being used as MacGuffins or distractions either. It seems like we're planting stuff and we don't know where it's going to go, but we'll use this later on. Like, we don't know how we're going to use this, but maybe like, like issue 40, we can bring back that idea that we planted way back in issue three. So it seems like they're throwing a lot of stuff in here. It's not paid off all the way in the first two volumes, certainly not in the first volume. Uh, but you know, Immortal Hulk's been running for a little while now. I wonder if they're if they're picking up some of these threads yeah. later on. Uh, do, um, you, do you what do you think about? I I really like uh, Marvel on a big book like this, taking experimenting with what you were just talking about the reporters. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a fun issue, and I you know I'm curious as to why they did it. If like oh our art you know with the main artist, you know. Could, couldn't he was working on another project couldn't right. get it all done so we you know as a writer you concoct a way to cover those things like when we you know when you read um why the last man right yeah i don't want some other artist doing the main story so whenever whenever Model i need issue. a whenever i need to fill in it's this other issue right mm-hmm. and so it felt very much like that but it pushed the story along right yeah. and it gave you more time i think with the reporter and understanding like these sort of Hulk sightings that are going on. A, a great, a great example too. Uh, back in when we first started this uh, podcast, we we use as a way to kind of talk about how to get people more interested in comics. And right. what a great way to kind of show what the comic medium could do. Here's the same right. character, but how do you feel when you see him in this cartoonish way, this manga way, this right. classic way? And so it's a great experiment with the medium of comics, and also plays with the idea of it's almost like Rashomon like four different realities uh, that we're seeing to realize, Oh, reality is subjective. Well, especially, and I I mean, that's a good play on like a reporter reporter has to go through, right. It felt very like, you know, like, well, this is what it's like to be, you know, how do you determine what the reality is when everybody's story is a little different, right? Right. It's a fantastic Um, way to introduce a reporter into the story who I don't think as the story goes on, they don't, uh, 
Do they not use her as much? They they don't. I think she set up this issue is a beautiful setup for what a reporter. Uh, and then they kind of drop that investigative aspect of, and she okay. comes, comes like a sidekick. Okay. Yeah. And I guess kick. like, and that makes sense, right? Because you always need someone to fill in for you, the, the reader, right? Mm-hmm. So she becomes that person. Um, so what did you think of Sasquatch? This is a, you know, a Marvel, a Marvel character I don't know a ton about, right? But a character that I always see in the background, mm-hmm. the Alpha Flight, you know, you got Sasquatch. I remember having the Marvel card sets and like Sasquatch and Puck, you know, the Alpha yeah, yeah. Flight card. Um, I, uh, I, I didn't love the Sasquatch story. I didn't know Sasquatch I, was like a human. Neither did I. Aspect I, to him. And I want, and, and it, I guess maybe it's because I didn't, this is where for me it turned in. This is where we got the magic part, mm-hmm. right? This is where we got the green door. And I was just like, I don't understand this part. Um, and maybe that's what threw me off. But I, but what you want in a Hulk story is two giant monsters fighting, right? And you got in, that in splash pages. Yeah. Right. You got that here, and that's cool. But then I was like, I don't understand. Why is he saying he's his dead dad? What that's the part that threw me off. Like, that's the stuff I didn't, I didn't get and maybe you understand it a little more having read farther no but... that's what i was gonna ask you about today I'm okay. like, how's his dad aspect coming into it i think it's i think it's uh uh hell reaching up uh and touching like the gates of hell uh open and so i think it's just uh, a demon uh trying to lure uh the hulk back to basically they Hulk goes back to his original gamma testing site where his originally was bombed because that's his source of greatest power. So the dad is provoking him to get back there because he that's where the green door, the gate to hell is going to be opened and he needs to okay. be at that original power site. So okay. it's kind of like a, uh, uh, a beckoning character, uh, taunting the Hulk to get him to go back to the original spot. Okay. All right. I mean, that makes, I, I get it. I, I really, I did like the kind of trope that, that he could absorb the gamma from Sasquatch, right? Mm-hmm. But then I go like, well, why didn't he do that with that dad? Right. I think they, uh, I think they presume that the reader knows too much about the Hulk b- banner and his dad's relationship from past iterations for that to make sense too. I would have liked maybe a little bit more backstory. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know that part of the Hulk. I didn't know he had like a really, uh, a, a serial killer, like a, a dad who killed his, like, isn't that the Flash's story? Yeah, it but just it felt. I mean, I, I was on board with him. Like, it's comic book. Okay, I guess Banner's dad is kind yeah. of an asshole, but uh... yeah. Um, I, I, I think that part I really did like. I think had it just been pure Sasquatch, I think it would have been great, right? Because it's two, it's two big tough dudes fighting. I like that they're fighting in this enclosed space, right? Really gruesome that, too. Really gruesome right. fighting with the claws and the, uh, I mean, it, it, it gets pretty, pretty gory and heavy. I mean, it's all green kind of stuff, but right. It's, but I thought I really kind of like that fight because you don't see that. We don't see that in the movies very often, right? They end up being like, Oh, we want to see Hulk fight. We're going to do it in these giant open spaces. Mm, right. Good point. Um, Except for like, let's put him in a, I think there's like one or two brief things where that he's like fighting in the hull of the ship when you first see him on the Avengers. Right. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's like him jumping from building to building or like in the movie, the Edward Norton one, like we're at a college and there's a giant green grassy knoll with tanks. Right. So it's the very sort of like 
um, Power Rangers way to do fights, right? Yeah. Like, oh, take him out of the city, go put him in the quarry, right? Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. have always like some um, vague, vague canyons in the background. Where right. He's, but hop, really, he's hopping from one desert scape to the next. I did kind of like this idea of like, no, nah, we're just going to fight in this hospital. Everybody has to be, you know, um, evacuated from it and they're smashing through walls and it's violent and it's heavy. And I thought that was kind of a fun, a fun fight. It just got blurry for me because I didn't understand um, the, the dad thing and the green door thing. Yeah. That's the stuff I didn't get. <laughs> Did you get to the Avengers part? Did the Avengers show up in yours? No, the Avengers don't show up. Uh, well, the last piece is, is it's the quick little tale of him like dying, right? Oh, okay. Like all the different times he's died. Um, so the last one is, or you know what? It's not even, so here's what happens. Um, the last one is Avengers 684 featured an opening sequence recapping recent events in the life and death of Bruce Branner that led to his return in the immortal Hulk. So the last actual issue is the, is the Sasquatch one. Okay. Okay. So this ends with whatever this scene is from Avengers 684. Um, so I have no idea anything past that. So Avengers must be what kicks off your second part of it yeah there might be an issue in between there where they get a little bit more into the uh uh because you don't even get captain marvel showing up for years yeah uh there's the next well, there's yeah. the, there's the brief captain marvel appearance yeah because okay. yeah yeah that's when the avengers show up a after that uh captain marvel kind of leading them but you got your iron man and your captain america your thor your black panther um uh ghost rider <laughs> Is in this reiteration of the Avengers. I see that like uh there's the beast. Or that's when Hulk dies. Or no, that's when when they that's when he kills Bruce Branner when yeah. when Hawkeye kills him. So I I yeah, I missed all of that. So that wasn't in what I read. So does it does it you so it does it it leaves that sort of hanging a little bit? The yeah, well, we can we can skip this talk, but I was gonna talk about like do the Avengers it's so hard when the movies have you know, kept the Avengers apart until they need to be together that when right. they just come together in comics, comics for random panels or like three pages, it feels like, no, 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 no. You guys, you guys can't be brought together that easy. You don't just like, you don't just get Iron right. Man and Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Captain America all in one scene. This takes like oh, months I, of I, plotting to get this. So I guess, I, I guess my question for you, because I, we're, we're at the part where I, where I've read through it. I want to talk a little bit more about Hulk in general, but before we get there, let's talk art a little bit. Yeah. What did you think of the art for the immortal Hulk? Well, opening it up in the first, especially that first issue of the immortal Hulk. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It's, it's very house style. Uh, it feels very computer, yeah. computer generated. Uh, colors. Yeah. The colors, colors are very, yeah, and there, I, I don't see. It's hard to see the craftsmanship of the lines through the polish that they've put on that, and that is a critique that we've had about some of the major books and some of the major runs on it. And unfortunately, I think that is something that keeps, in particular, you and I from jumping on the newest hotness, whether it be DC or Marvel. It probably that's. I mean, like, why don't I read Avengers books because they all look like this? Yeah. Or X-Men books or, or uh, yeah. even, you know, certain Justice League books. It just or feels... I, like Iron Man, right? Like they all like that's probably why I don't read a lot of the main big two. 
Um, I will, I will put up with stuff like this for Batman because it's Batman. Uh, but I don't, I like, it's tough for me to, to sort of dive into this. I, I I'm, I'm with you. It's very house. I didn't love it. I loved the experimentation in that third issue <clears throat> or second issue. I uh, no third issue with like different artists taking it on. Um, I thought that was fun. I really wish that the person who did the last bit or did the bit that looks like uh, Miller, we just Frank Miller Sienkiewicz. I wish that was the artist for the entire book mm-hmm. um, because I really liked that Hulk. I really liked this sort of like dark, I, the heavy lines on the face of the Hulk. Uh, I thought that was, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, but I, I mean, it worked. Right. I thought the only thing, and I said, I really liked the Sasquatch. Like I liked the concept and the fight in the hallway, but that was a, like, there are some panels where that Sasquatch looks atrocious. It reminded me of the Superman doomsday fight in, uh, uh, death of Superman, where it's just like, wow, like this is kind of just big panels and you're just getting a, a kind of just coloring book version of the, of the character. Yeah. There were some panels when the Sas when Sasquatch looked really cool. And then there were just some panels where it felt like, I don't like the artist just, I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. Like it just didn't look good. Um, but like we said, serviceable, it worked. Yeah. It looks the best when he looks kind of almost werewolfish. Uh, right. But sometimes he's just like muscles. It's just muscles stacked on muscles. And that that just feels like, and then the head just started to look weird. It didn't yeah. look like Sasquatch anymore. Like it looked like I, the the uh, vagina <laughs> monster from uh, Starship Troopers. You know, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I I I didn't love the art. But that doesn't really detract from I I like I don't want it to sound like I didn't enjoy the book. I'm interested to see where it's going, and I you having you. Since you read the second volume, I'll probably pick your brain about it a little more about whether or not. So that's my question for you right now. Uh, do I read the second volume, Travis? Uh, the second volume takes right from right where you end. It takes a dip for like two issues and then it goes back up. Uh, it becomes uh, uh, more horror. Okay. And, and there's some really good horror elements to it. I'm pulling up a page right now uh, that I think that you will... Um, love because this is on here oh that is fun i do like that a lot yeah yeah, it's it that's really neat and that that holds uh your uh kind of attention and like he's in this jar and like he could still i mean you could you can literally rip the hulk into a million pieces and his he could still talk and and (laughs) and function and things like that uh it almost reminded me of the last episode of wandavision spoil did you see it yeah, yeah, yeah. Where visions ripped apart right. and, and you get yeah. that shot. It was, I just kind of read those back to back and I was like, oh, holy smokes, look at that. That's a little nice little <laughs> um, dismemberment. I, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, that's my question. So so yes, you'd say like, go ahead and check it out if I've, if I've got nothing I'm really reading. Um, if, you got, if you have nothing you're really reading, uh, I don't think I'm going to read it anymore. Not Again, not because I don't think... I, 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 this, this story isn't being told well or that they have a vision for where they're going. I understand why this has been a popular title. This just didn't sell me on the Hulk as a character that I want to spend a lot of time with. 
Wow. Yeah, I can get I, I'm I that's I think what I got turned off by was the green door stuff. And I really think what's you behind give, the green door. <laughs> I really like the conceit of like the Hulk and Banner trying to clean up their gamma mess. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. I like that concept of like, no, the Hulk is out to sort of write all of the sort of mistakes that Bruce Banner made with the, you know, releasing this gamma energy. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, that's a, I think that's a really sort of interesting, like and one that gives you kind of the road trippy thing. It lets you pull the Hulk in a bunch of different, you know, places and lets you see him in different settings. Um, but I, what, as soon as that green door thing happened, I'm like, okay, you lost me on what the thread is. So what I want to know, Travis, here's what I want to know. In your in your pantheon of Avengers, mm-hmm. where does the Hulk sit for you? Where where does the Hulk sit for you? Um. Well, I think I like the Hulk a heck of a lot more than I like Bruce Banner. Um, okay. I oh, yeah. For sure. I, I I can't get a read on who Bruce Banner is as a character. What's his fatal flaw? What what does he want? Um. Uh, and from previous little snippets of Bruce Banner, that because he wasn't Bruce Banner, isn't in Planet Hulk. Is his Hulk, which yeah. is probably why I like Planet Hulk. Like you don't have to deal with Banner, Beauty Banner. Um, but I don't. I just can't, Banner just kind of annoys me. I don't know. He's the hat down, jacket on, always on the run uh, kind of guy. And I was like, well, and this one he doesn't. Even, you know, there's no love interest to even really bounce off his emotional aspects to it. There's no kid guardian. The closest you get is maybe this reporter thing is going to develop a little bit more, I'm sure, as the Immortal Hulk goes on and Banner and her. But it's just like I'm... You just... I don't understand what this character... I what don't about, like him. What about Hulk in the movie? What do you think about Bruce Banner in the newest iteration and not the Ed Norton one, but well, the... Well, in the Avengers movie, the last couple of Avengers, he's he's the the fun right like when he's eating tacos or he he makes for a great action beat sequence i mean when you see that right. him in the screen it it <clears throat> the hulk is the 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 overwhelming spice that lets you know what genre of meal you're eating right <laughs> yeah. like ooh caliente this is uh mexican or like this is uh indian food this is it's, it's Turmeric. Oh, this is Indian food. Oh, this is uh, peppers. This is Mexican food. Uh, whatever it is, marinara. You know what? You get the analogy at this point. Uh, and and I feel like that's what the Hulk does in the movies. And he also kind of does this in the comic books. I mean, the comic books. You know the genre as you're you're reading it. So I I, I put him probably about mid midway. I think I like him being on my Avengers team. I like seeing right, him in the I Avengers book. In the team, I don't know that I want to spend a whole lot of like time with just the Hulk because I think I'm gonna in the movies when Bruce Banner just turns into the Hulk and the Hulk talks and the Hulk is like hanging out and taking selfies selfies with people. I hated it. Yeah, I like the idea of Bruce Banner having to turn into the Hulk to like wreck stuff, but it like beats the crap out of it. I would right. I, I would love it. About happen right i like that pull between them mm-hmm. that, that bruce banner is worried about releasing the hulk but ultimately he knows he has to sometimes right i think that that's an interesting way to handle it so when you just become the hulk 
everything that you set up before then, all the worry, all the angst, all the running, it doesn't mean anything. I think, I think that, that's that's my problem. A Marvel would never do this, but I can't think of a better character to do this too, to hold back, is if uh, every, uh, the Hulk kind of isn't part of Marvel, but every eight years, you get a two-year story hulk story arc and he's like every eight years you get like oh shit the hulks we're getting the hulk back again for like right. a 24 he's issue like run he's like the mcrib he comes back and like yeah. tears up the tears up the universe and it like can't be like out. every three years for you it has to be a significant amount of time because that's what that's how big of a presence he's in and when the hulk comes back into the marvel universe like shit gets shooken up i you thought know? that's a really that's a really good kind of way to use him as a character right yeah. i think that that's really interesting to do it because i think he does add this he adds something to the team he should be this piece where it's unexpected where you can't control him right like i think that that makes him interesting um like i said that pull between bruce trying to like keep everybody safe but knowing sometimes you have to let the let the cat out right you know Mm -hmm. you have to let the you have to let the demon go in order to in order to save it um it's that sort of like etrigan sort of thing right like like i don't like turning it into etrigan i don't like to do it but all right here i go in iambic pentameter right um but i i i uh i would probably put him i think he's a great thing to just pop in yeah and be this big presence and then zip off and be gone and i thought they did that really well in the movies but i think it all got ruined once you make like he decides that he's just going to be he's just going to be the hulk you don't like him uh banner and hulk being one no no i i think that that takes away the struggle that takes away hulk being this this force right when you can just be the hulk and you can go eat in a restaurant. The Hulk is no longer a force. The, the, right? the best use of him in the movies was uh, Age of Ultron when Scarlet Witch yes, messes his yes. mind up, and that's like because you brought him the mission. They br- they bring him on the mission. And they don't they don't use him unless they have to, right? And we that's see that saying. we see in the opening credits. They're like, okay, let's use the Hulk when they probably didn't have to. Like they got used to kind of like, well, let's pull the wild card, and so they did it again in the second big fight set. Not you know, and then you know they had kind of gotten comfortable. They were like they were bringing out the big guns too much, and it right. b- bit them in the ass, you know. And and they right. had already set up all these with the Hulk Buster. They had set up prepared for this, but they still couldn't contain him then. Right. And I think that's what's an interesting piece of it is like he is the wild card. And so if he's just out and about, it doesn't seem as wild anymore or as big. Um, the one thing, though, if I had to be in the Avengers movie, if they're like, hey, Josh, we need you to to be someone in the Avengers, I'd be the Hulk. Because you don't have to get into shape. You don't have to do all that stuff. Mark Ruffalo can go eat pizza and do whatever he wants because everything's CGI, baby. Like, although I don't know, man. If you're, if you, yeah, if it's if it's the Hulk banner, but like it would suck if you did went that route and like, okay, we need you for a shot next to Chris Evans and uh, Chris Pratt and the other Chris, and you're like, oh, oh shit, I like. Um, I uh, can I be the Hulk? <laughs> Cause I don't want, I'm going to look even fatter next to these guys. <laughs> but I think, that's, I think like, I'm not saying like, it, like you just let yourself go fat, but it's okay to just be the normal guy. Right. I think that's why I liked Ed Norton in that role so much mm-hmm. is because he was just this string bean sort of like, 
dude who looked like he was coked out half of that yeah, movie. Yeah. Right? He should almost and, be emaciated. Yeah, right? And I thought that was the, I thought that was a kind of fun part about it. Now, I what do you think this is just off from the comic book, but what do you think it would have been like to have Ed Norton play this role in all of these movies? Hmm. I think it would have been a completely different feel. To really answer that question, I haven't seen the Hulk since like came out. That that oh, Edward, I think you, know, I, I, you got to rewatch it, man. I think you should okay. rewatch. It's not as bad as you remember. Uh, as just as which actors have I seen better performances from? Mark Ruffalo or Edward Norton? I'd say Edward Norton. Um, I think that. But could Edward Norton do the comedic Hulk the way they took no, him? No, that's they the were, thing. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be a completely different Hulk. It'd be moody. Bruce Banner, right? As opposed to like, not that, not so that he's Mark the Ruff- dark element in Marvel. Like he's yes. like his, yeah, yeah, okay. Which they don't really have. Think- they don't really have that. No, and that's the thing that I think is that's that's what I that's what I'm curious is now that we're moving into this new this new piece of it, right? We're moving into Phase Four. Um, I'm interested to see where they'll, where they're going to take it. But here's what I forgot to do, Travis. I forgot to do favorite panels. Yeah, I know. I, I was. I've been thumbing through here. I'm trying to pick up favorite panel that is in that in in the section that you read as well. Do you have yours? I have my favorite panel. Okay. My, my my favorite panel on the digital reader for the volume I have is page sixty six, mm-hmm. and it is again the artist that I thought would have been fun to draw the whole thing. Uh, and it's when Bruce. It's when uh, the Hulk has his chest blown open. The cover is is probably the best version of it, but I do like this artist's rendition of it where he's got his chest blown open by Ray Gun blew him open. Uh, and it's sort of it's all dark and it's almost you know what? Maybe it's Mignola. Maybe it's it's that sort it, of I think like it might be that's a good that's a good call. Right. It's like this Mignola Frank Miller. Remember kind of when uh, uh in uh, that Magnolia book we read where uh, Batman blew a hole in that alien? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, it, I, that's a very sort of cool, I love that sort of very dark, gross, goofy looking Hulk. And, and this, if I could have picked an artist to do the whole thing, it would have been this one. And I think it would have been a ton of, I think it would have been a ton of fun. Uh, I'm going to pick mine on the page, uh, next to it. Just the classic Hulk smacking Raygun across it. It's, it's, it's that classic Marvel feel, but it's different. Yeah. It, it's got oh, a little bit of Marvel on it. Um, and honestly, I think the best art does come from this issue. I mean, if you flip through the other panels, I mean, there are some cool perspective things going on uh, with just the the house style. Um, but there's not a lot of creative panel layout. There's not a lot of um, there's a lot of mirror stuff. And sometimes they do some interesting things like you'll see Hulk in the fork or, right. you know, a shard of glass. But really, the great art comes from that. And I like that. I like the classic coloring style in that panel uh, on page 70 in my reader, where he's just yeah. whapping, you know, ray gun across the panel. Uh, just the blocked out one color background. Uh, I think if I had to pick... That's who the whole was. Pick, <laughs> if I had to pick one other panel, it might be page 52, where it's the, the walking ghost kind of buried down in the it's a really long panel all the rocks are piled on him it's kind of a cutaway of the of the cavern mm-hmm. and he's like no not this please i don't want this the abyss the nothing it'd be better than this right like he just wants to die but the hulk's like no you can't die yeah that character is definitely coming back i feel like uh because he, you see him in the tank in the shadow organization like throughout the first two volumes 
and you're like, okay. he's going to be something big. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I had, I, I had fun with that one. I thought that was that was kind of cool. Um, so, if I could be an Avenger in the movies, it would be the Hulk. We've nailed we've nailed that down. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, Travis, because it's not the Hulk. If you had to be an Avenger in the movies, who would it be? I like your you're thinking this one. I go Rocket. Oh, is Rocket an Avenger? Do you count Rocket as an Avenger? Yeah, he's well. And it, well let's just say a Marvel character. Yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the, yeah. That's a, that's a quality choice. Rocket. I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I think you would do a fantastic, fantastic Rocket. rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you would make a fantastic yeah. Rocket raccoon. Yeah. In fact, I even think like what didn't they have? So what's his name voiced it? But uh, what's his name's brother did all of the um gun the yeah. like yeah james gunn's brother did all of the capture for it yeah i think you'd have been great oh. even for the capture part well, i think you, you I sir think you have i think thank you'd be you good. i got a raccoon I, ca- I have been reading where the red fern grows so i'm in a real well, raccoon state of mind i'm in a raccoon state of mind <laughs> sad book yeah bush i'm in a raccoon state of mind yeah we're getting to the ending this week Oh man, those kids are gonna cry, yeah. Travis. They're really liking think- it too, and I'm like, oh, and I've been, I've been milking it too. I'm like, look at the relationship. Little Anne just comes over and just kind of cleans up old Dan, and she returns it. And they're like, that's so sweet. I'm like, it is sweet, isn't it? Every time like a scene happens like that, I'm like, look at that. She knows what oh, she knows what Billy's thinking. It's like they're so connected. Cruel. Yeah, <laughs> you are. So, they're gonna cry so much. I can't. I can't. Oh God, and, and it would crush me. Uh, but folks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the show. You can catch all of our episodes on whatever favorite podcast app you want, or you can go to the website, comicexposure.com where we've got those. We've got the merch link. You can get yourself a fantastic uh, shirt from the comic exposure. Uh, Summer's coming up. uh, I get those teas, right? You got to give them a sweet tease for summer. Uh, I've become a long sleeve t-shirt guy, Travis. I'm I'm now just going to wear long sleeve t-shirts all the time. I so was going gonna... to ask you, where are we at in your t-shirt collection? Because when I look at your Instagram, it's a lot of new t-shirts coming in. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like bands in how, the t-shirts. How, like, because, you know, you get, you can pick up these t-shirts from different places. And sometimes if it's like an Instagram thing, it's not the best quality shirt. So how many wears do you typically get out of a t-shirt before? Do, do you ever throw them away or do you just kind of like, is there like a drawer or a box? Do you rotate I have, them? I have far too many t-shirts and I should probably clean some of them out. Right now I'm wearing a, uh, a wrestling t-shirt, a long sleeve wrestling t-shirt. No, no yeah. less. Um, I have been, you know, because bands have not been able to play shows right mm-hmm. i have been supporting some some bands i like by buying their merch mm, was that what you tell right? gabby yes uh <laughs> so like it's, i don't get them from weird random websites it's usually like you know whatever band is selling their merch and and i've got a i've got a, a pal in the chicago area who runs like a record label zine mm-hmm. who just puts out some great just uh, some awesome bands that he i don't know where he finds them all but he puts out some great stuff and so uh and he always does really good merch the merch yeah. for those bands is really rad so someone um, was telling me that i was listening to another podcast and someone else was doing that with uh theater houses because a lot of local yeah. theater houses have their own merch so he's just going to like looking at different theater houses in different states and ordering t-shirts from them or like stickers. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh venues that are doing that too right like yeah. so a lot of music venues are doing the same thing um one I can't remember where it's at, but they just put out like a comp on Bandcamp with like a bunch of bands doing like covers, like like bands who are from that state or a couple oh, other okay. states around it, like doing covers and 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 like releases just for that venue. Um, but 
Yeah, so I I I am now addicted to the long teeth long sleeve T-shirt. Do you like the think... uh, the tapered cuff at the end of it, or do you like I, it to just I kind do. of go into it? Okay. No, I like I like the tapered cuff because it lets I can pull it up if I need to, and I like the th- the three quarters. That's sleeve standard with... issue. That's standard issues. Tailored the cuff. three, yeah, the three quarter sleeve without being forced to have three quarter sleeves. I like that. Right. I don't want to be told I have to have three because if you have three because. Quarter... The... If you have three quarters, because you're going to roll it up now. either way, because you're going to roll it up either way. And now it's now it, it, they don't stay up either unless you're like super buff. Like you can't get that quarter sleeve to stay up there. No, I'm not. I'm not that buff. I'm not. I'm not even that buff. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not buff. Yeah. Um, but you can find I, this. This took an aside, but you can find uh, merch on the website, comicexposure.com. Uh, we've got some other books coming up. I, I believe a couple things on the docket. Yes, I'm taking notes because I, I you, you let me know what we're reading next. <laughs> a couple things on the docket. You're going to read the Department of Truth. Okay. We're going to read the Department of Truth. Doctor Dan is supposed to be on with us to read the Department of Truth. Uh, Gabby, my lovely wife, is going to be on to read some Hellblazer. We're going to read the 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 Black Label Hellblazer series that just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's notes. supposed to be good. Those are the two in my brain right now that I know we're doing. Um, so those are for sure. And then I know uh, uh, a, another uh, normal guest of the show, uh, Andrea, wants to come on. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to find something for her to read. Mm-hmm. And I might just ask her to pick yeah, something. You know what? So I don't These guys can do some work too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, folks, we hope you enjoy the show. You can uh, talk to us on the Twitter. You can talk to us on, uh, yeah, on Facebook. If you want to send us a little message on the Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure at comic exposure on the Twitter. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you being here. Tell your grandmother about us. Uh, Say hello to give your us a like. Say hello to your mother for us. Hey, goat, I like your beard, but, <laughs> but do what you can for us. All right. Anything else before we before we depart? Dr. Dr. T money, uh, department of truth. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, I feel like, uh, we got this Hulk out of our system. Um, I, I feel like I've released. We needed to, we needed to do this, Josh. We had had a lot of pent, I had a lot of pent up Hulk after years of this podcast. And I'm glad that I was able to just release my gamma into the world. Nigh a week goes Um, by where we don't have an email. Where's the Hulk? Where the Hulk at? Yeah. Where the Hulk be at? People, Oh, you know what? If you want to send us a, if you want to send us a message, if you want us to like, you want to talk to us, you want us to read an email, shoot us a message on the Facebook or yeah, DM us. We've got, we got, we got a, a, some nice messages. In fact, one of them came with some suggestions, and we'll probably pull a suggestion or two from their oh, like three that. or four like books that, that they. That you can they... also you can also send us an email at comicexposure at gmail I think is our Gmail address, isn't it? I'm not checking that. I think it is. I'm not checking it, but I think it's <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, another aside, speaking of emails, so I was applying to a school and I had to go back to uh, ASU and get my transcripts and I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't remember my user ID ID for it. So I had to call and they're like, okay, so your date of birth, uh uh-huh. And what's the email you had on file for us? I'm like, my Travis, my ASU email? No, like your personal email. I'm like, well, it's this. And they're like, "Mm, that's not showing up. And I was like, well... It was probably my personal email I registered for college back in 2002. Shoot, what was that? And I had to go back and I'm like, is, and it was so embarrassing saying it out loud. I'm like, is the email address papercutcharlie at hotmail.com? And she goes, yep, that's it. And I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. I can't believe it. She goes, yeah, it's pretty, aggra-. she goes, it's pretty aggressive. I'm like, I didn't know, we didn't know that this electronic mail thing was going to catch on when we were making our first handles. 
right. I had one. I had one that was Mercury Falls. It's so emo. It was from a song by Slick Shoes. Yeah. Uh, and Mercury Falls. At, and you know what mine was for a while? I I it uh, I had a Hotmail. I don't use Hotmail anymore. It was Joshua Ryan. I had literally had Joshua Ryan Buckley was my Ooh. email. For Hotmail. Perfect, right? Here's the problem. Someone said to me once, why is your email Josh U. Arian Buckley? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it's Joshua Ryan Buckley, not Josh U. Arian. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I don't use my Hotmail anymore. And (laughs) that was the best thing I heard all week. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because you're like, Anyways. oh man, sweet. I got I jumped on this one early. I can't believe no Joshua Arian Buckley has taken this. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And Travis and I see you next train.